Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers. And as we threatened promised last week, we're going to give you a hot take. It's been a while since we've done a hot take episode. That's right. And we made our way over to the cockpit and watched Halloween Kills. That's right. We sure did. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the uh, opening weekend. Chris and I watched it together last night. And, um, I mean, social media has been abuzz with conversations about Halloween Kills over the last two days. Oh, yeah. The lines in the sand, they're being drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've even gotten some, like, DMs about this movie already. So, um, let's just get into it. All right. Shall yeah. we? Let's so, start with that, that Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Halloween Kills, obviously, is the sequel to Halloween 2018, which we talked about last week. So it's uh, the middle part of the trilogy directed and written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Meaning this time next year, Halloween Ends will come out. That's right. And um, like Chris the bifold door's closet. (laughs) Just fling that bifolded door right open. Uh, As Chris just mentioned, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes currently, Halloween Kills holds a 38%. But the audience score is 74%. Interesting. Yeah, so like a definite line. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have some thoughts about this movie, so why don't we just get into it? That's right. So really, Halloween Kills takes place directly after the events of the last Halloween movie, and uh, Michael Myers has escaped Laurie's booby-trapped house in Fuego. Yeah, all the, the first responders went there, and now they're all dead. Yeah, that's right. They are no longer responders of any kind. No. So this movie is essentially um, Michael Myers just leaving Laurie's house to make it to his. And that's it. <laughs> killing people along the way. So, Well, there's a subplot about the, the hospital that I think was supposed to be more than a subplot, but... You know, about mob violence and how the town kind of comes together. But they come together kind of in the wrong way, and they get a little bit fever-pitched, itching to stab something, and they stab the wrong guy. Yeah. Well, I think he ends up killing himself. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen Halloween Kills yet. Um, Yeah, there's this other subplot where some of the survivors... Survivors? Some of the survivors of the original 1978 attack are coming together on Halloween as they like to do to celebrate being alive, I guess. And we're talking like Tommy Doyle, Lindsay Wallace. The kids that she babysat. And then, of course, the the nurse from uh, Mm -hmm. Loomis's car ride to the asylum to pick Michael. Marion, I think is her name. And then we're introduced to a new character who apparently came face-to-face with Michael Myers before he was captured, right? So this is what, you know, retconned the original ending. Before Michael was captured, yeah. Yes. So a little boy was being bullied, and he runs into Michael and is spared, and so he also considers himself to be a survivor. And so once the townsfolk and these survivors especially learn that Michael is back and on the loose in Haddonfield, they sort of band together and get the townsfolk involved, pitchforks and all, to kill Michael Myers. They basically proceed to kill off every single one of those survivors. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> With the exception of Tommy. Is he like I mean, Lindsay let Lindsay survives. maybe. Yeah. Tommy's dead. I didn't, right? didn't I thought Tommy Oh no, Tommy's alive. It's the uh the co- well. Anyway, it's hard to keep track of. Yeah. And then there's this flashback moment at the beginning which explains the retconned ending and Michael's subsequent capture after yeah. attacking Laurie Strode. So we were like in our last week episode, we assumed the retcon was like he didn't disappear. 
mm-hmm. you know, that he was laying there, which I think would have made almost more sense, you know, but this was like, he actually had had escaped and then a cop kind of like runs him down and, and then they, you know, they see him in the house and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't mind that flashback part. At first I was like, what's going so on? So what? Why do we yeah. care? This is needless. Yeah. But I mean, I, they, they kind of do need to explain how they wreck on. Yeah. You know? And so like, I'm okay. I with didn't it. miss that from the last movie though. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's not needed. You're right. But I mean, I, I, I like the idea of the explanation of it. Right. I like a little bit of exposition. So well, okay. I, yeah. But it was like a 30 minute, you know, flashback or something. <laughs> Help that way. <laughs> Maybe it felt that way. And, you know, for a character that we're not really invested in too much right now. Matt Hawkins, the Deputy cop. Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, I feel if you're going to have that kind of flashback, you need to have something else in the movie to make you feel a little bit more about that character. And they don't really do that. I mean, Laurie Strode and this deputy spend most of the time laying in a hospital bed in this movie. The entire time. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I like about Halloween Kills, it's a little less Laurie Strode involved. You know what I mean? It's okay to let her go There's by the way. There's good and bad for that. But she is like, the, well, one, one thing that made me think about it was like, remember our conversation about the original Halloween movie, 1978. And I felt like everything was kind of heightened and surreal and kind of operatic. All these characters were like very single faceted, you know, and uh, Laurie Strode kind of grounds the whole fucking movie as the audience. Yeah. But now she's joined those operatic voices with, you know, oh, Michael is some sort of God or something. And I ended up, you know, thinking the movie wasn't really grounded at all. And I felt like at the end of that, I'd gotten out of some sort of like Michael worshiping church session or something, you know. Um, And it, it just felt so reverential to Michael, even though in this universe, he was only there and had killed four people really only three people in Haddonfield and all of a sudden they've transitioned to this guy as a god and it doesn't really make sense diegetically right no. to me it's it's the problems I had with the first one are doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on in this one with the height of reverence for this this character that doesn't really deserve it no I mean I completely agree with you and I I, I know that we talked about in our 2018 episode right about like the fan service and stuff that's going on in that movie and I mean there's a lot of that going on here as well um, I don't know. I just, <sighs> the thing I was looking forward to most about Halloween kills is the kills part, right? Like they, they made no secret in these trailers that it was supposed to be a very violent movie. Right. And it was sort of, but I mean, when it comes to on-screen violence, I'm usually like that fucking plant and little shop of horrors. And I'm like more, 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 whatever, you know? And I felt like they could have like pushed it a little bit more than what they did. And um, if you're going to like make Michael Myers, this unstoppable God, like killing machine, then by God, he better have the biggest fucking body count by the end of this movie. And he kind of does. He does in a way, but I, I still feel like the thing that makes Michael special as opposed to like Jason or really Freddie or, or even fucking pinhead. Right. Yeah. Is that those things are kind of more obvious, right? It's less, you know, it's, it's less on the nose with Michael, right? It's like the is here, isn't he? It's the shadow of doubt that he's real life, you yeah. know? And it's that mystique of Michael Myers that makes him special specifically apart from those, I think. And it's very well grounded. And this could potentially happen in, in real life. Now we've, we've really departed from that in this movie. And even Laurie Strode is saying things like, I wish we had known what we knew back then with every kill he transcends. It's like, <laughs> where did you get this information? And you're supposed to be the grounded voice of the movie, the voice of reason. And now we're getting like this, like fucking priesthood, like diatribe from, 
for Michael from Laurie Strode. And so it's just, it's, it's lost it. And it's like, you know, for him to be supernatural, now he has to stand with the likes of people like Freddy or Pinhead or, you know, fucking the creeper from Jeepers Creepers or something, you know, and he doesn't, he doesn't compare with them in my opinion, as far as like a supernatural bad guy, he was best and most iconic as like a semi grounded killing machine in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I agree with that. I mean, I do like, I like some of my horror villains to be supernatural and quippy and things like that. But if it's, if it's more grounded in real life, I find that to be scarier, which is why Halloween is an effective, scary movie, right? The original. Yeah. And, and essentially this is a big, I I just felt like not only did I feel like I was getting out of like some sort of Michael Myers church, you know, but I also felt like this was like an audiovisual intermission, you know, kind of like a large, two hour movie length trailer for the next movie. Cause yeah. there's nothing that really happens except for Michael just going through people in like a series of vignettes. They set up people that you get to know a little bit and they kill them. And then it goes to the original cast or whatever mm-hmm. from the first movie. No one's a good actor in this movie essentially, except for the people that are stuck in the hospital. And even yeah. then they're kind of phoning it in for real though. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know where they're given bad lines you know? and these movies were filmed concurrently. So Halloween ends is already completed. I don't know if it's edited or not, but it's, it's shot, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, they're, they're going somewhere with it. I can't really put my finger on where I assume they're going to kill Michael Myers. Yeah. I, well, at least I'm looking forward to it more than this one now, because I feel like something's going to happen. This feels like filler. Yeah. This feels like someone's going to make some sort of supercut between the first one and the last one using maybe 30 to 40 minutes of this one to kind of tie them together. Kind of like in a kill bill, whole bloody affair kind of style, you know, and it, which I would be looking forward to as well as one kind of like longer form more episodic kind of way of looking at this. This is the episode that's not great. This is the filler episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and I know the actors look like they were trying really hard to be good. You know, like Judy Greer was really like trying her hardest. I can tell. Yeah, you know, good, but yeah. And there was really good moments in this, but they're surrounded. They're islands and just kind of meh to me. Yeah, I mean, and I, I kind of, I mean, I like the mob violence aspect parts of it, the too. Idea of it, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was executed well, really. I think they could have done a lot more with it or at least made it a little bit more gradual. You know what I mean? It seems like right away they're like, evil dies tonight. Well, the you know entire I mean? fucking and, town's at this hospital, including all the first responders and everyone else, especially after half of them have probably died. You know, but like you'd think at least one fucking police officer would be the only known address of Michael Myers where all the killings are now happening. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> well, where Lori is, you know, although, I mean... And when she, of course, I did like that aspect where she thinks it's all about her. Mm-hmm. And they realize, no, it's really not. It never was. And it's not. It never was. It's about that house. It's about her, his sister. It's about him. It's about the cycle that's repeating. Like, he's going to repeat this cycle, you know, like like he's on, you know, some sort of fog, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's on John Carpenter's The Fog. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall, God bless him, has not aged well. And that's all that I have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> but Jim Cummings, it's always good to see him in a movie. So he's so dreamy. Uh, who? He was that cop in the flashback who got killed, right? Like the other cop shot him when he was being. Oh, strangled. was he in the Where Was Within or not? With it, Where Was Within? He was the Wolf of Snow, Snow Hollow. Hollow. He like wrote, directed, and starred in that movie. Yeah, I felt like I recognized him. Yeah, or he's one of the many dark-haired, blue-eyed characters that Ryan Murphy hires because yeah. he's yeah. obsessed with dark-haired, blue-eyed men. I mean, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, you already said earlier that the, the acting wasn't good. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I'm happy that that Muppety Celine Dion looking boy is no longer going to be in the series. And I mean, I don't know. Now, I will watch this movie again, you know, to say that mm. I, I like like any movie that I don't really necessarily like on first watch. Like I liked it enough to revisit and just see if if my feelings have changed on it, but probably not until Halloween. It was a very good trailer. It was an excellent. And you know, it was well shot too, because they really worked hard to get that same kind of look, really hard contrast look and feel in the atmosphere of the original film and Mm -hmm. that flashback and everything. And they did a really good job. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, there's lots of good moments to this movie for yeah. sure. But um, out of five stars, what would you give? Two. I gave, <laughs> Halloween <it> a, <laughs> I gave it a two star. Yeah, I gave it three stars. It's not a good film. It's not a good movie. Like objectively, it's just nothing. There's no story beats. Like there's nothing there. I mean, there's parts to it that I like a lot. And then, but as a, as a cohesive whole, I, I didn't think that was very good. I didn't really enjoy myself when I was watching this movie. Yeah. And, you know, I think we really need to kind of wait. To, to kind of rate the whole new series when the whole thing comes out. I am looking forward probably more than you are for the last one because I know something's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, like, Inevitably. so after after Halloween 2018, I was looking forward to the rest of the movies. And now having seen this one, I kind of don't really give a shit anymore, but mm. I will watch it anyway. And they could prove me wrong. A trailer could come out and it could look amazing and they could really put a fucking bow on this and just finish it. In an amazing fashion. It's such so. a weird thing to focus on. You know, Loomis's the evil has gone from here versus Laurie's grounded reactions, you know, and it doubles down on Loomis's version of events versus Laurie's, you know, and it turns Laurie into a new Loomis in a, in a way. And it's just, it's like, why? Why we, do you do that? We actually get to see Loomis in this movie a little bit in yeah. the flashback, you know? It's a, yeah, it's a lookalike and then they did a sound alike dub, yeah. you know, but so. There's that. Did he kill again? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> no, he's upstairs playing tiddlywinks. <laughs> Fuck. That sounds like an awful game. <clears throat> the evil has gone from here. Oh, my God. God bless Dr. Loomis. Well, we know a lot of you have watched Halloween Kills already, and we want to know what you think about it. Whether you agree or disagree with our hot take, you can tell us on social media at the Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com, or you can call our hotline at 972-666-7733. Leave us an angry voicemail about how you felt about this movie and our critique of it. We don't mean to shit on things, and we I feel like we mostly enjoyed ourselves, but... Yeah, I mean, I enjoy watching any horror movie. I especially watching. I enjoy watching horror movies with you. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, and I was looking forward to it. I think, really, my expectations were super, super high. And they were just dashed. <laughs> dashed. So, I don't know. It's okay. But uh, we have a bonus episode coming out for you this month. And it was based on a poll from our patrons over on patreon.com slash the film flamers. And they selected Halloween three season of the witch. So head over there and join the family and check that out. That's right. Well, Chris evil dies tonight, but before it does, I need to have some sweet Sweet dreams. dreams. I wonder if every time I kill, I'll transcend. (laughs) Come here.